Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection, and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions, and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit womenthrivesummit.com to grab your tickets today. That's womenthrivesummit.com. Welcome to Women Thrive Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all walks of life. Myself, Raymond Jan, and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women, hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this new edition of our Women Thrive podcast. My name is Abigail Rebecca. I am your host, and I am absolutely delighted to be in conversation today with Melissa Rose. So Melissa Rose is the founder and CEO of Sagebush Wellness, LLC. She's a functional medicine practitioner and health coach. And I'm so, so excited to interview her today because Melissa, you have such an amazing story. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our chat today. So I guess the first thing that I just wanted to dive in with is really like your story. Can you just explain like a little bit about what you do, who you are, what your vision is in this world and why you do it? I think that's really important that we understand the reasons why we do our beautiful work. And yours in particular is such a personal story. <laughs> sure. So I got into functional medicine because of my own health journey. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 33 and my whole left side didn't work. Like to be able to touch something and feel it, I couldn't do it. Or to pick up something like this, I couldn't feel it. I had to look and make sure I had a good hold on it. Believe me, I broke everything glass in my kitchen. And if you know anything about multiple sclerosis, you know that the diagnosis when it comes down is get ready to become more ill. There's no recovery hope there. Like nobody talks about, oh, you might be able to get better. No. Most of the gals in my family had MS. My grandmother had passed away with it very early on. And so I knew what it looked like. So when I got that diagnosis, I was like, oh my gosh. I literally just ugh, kind of froze. I don't remember what else the doctor said in that conversation. But I began to just let go of what I wanted of my life and started to grieve what I wouldn't be able to do. And I don't have a picture queued up for you guys. But one of my goals was to be able to dance at my kid's wedding. I've got three boys. And... Was it about a month ago? I got to dance with my oldest at his wedding. So what I want you to understand from this story is that number one, our bodies are so amazing. And number two, 
if you have a deep knowing in your inside, deep inside, that this is not the path for me, this is not what I want. I don't believe that this is a, the end of my story. Lean into that. But that's why I got into functional medicine, is because when I started to get better, I found a practitioner who did for me much what I do with, for other people. And I started to get better. And I started to think, what if I get to actually do life? What if I'm not going to be bedridden by the time I'm 45 and passed by the time I'm 50? I'm 47. What if I could? And I started leaning into that. My body started getting better. And I was like, okay, this is not supposed to be able to happen. I need to figure out how to help other people figure out what's happening in their bodies and help them get better. Because I don't want anyone to have to walk down the road I did without hope. That's why I do what I do. I have this crazy inner belief, like solid inside of me, that our bodies are amazing. And when we can figure out what is going on and we can help our bodies address those effectively, we can be well. It's a beautiful story. So much for sharing. And I'm sure so many people that are listening now will be able to resonate. I certainly can. My, my mother was diagnosed with MS when I was one year old. So I didn't know my mother before she had MS. So we relate to your story. Can I just take you back to when you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis? And obviously you had... A, a good understanding, a perception of what that may be like for you because mm -hmm. of the, the family members, your grandmother in particular that you mentioned there. How did that feel in that moment? And then what was there that created that opportunity in your life for hope? I love that question because in the session with the neurologist that he gave me my diagnosis, I literally kind of shut down and he was wanting me to choose from two different drugs to start using and I didn't know anything about them, but I just knew that wasn't for me. And for some people it is, don't carry grief or feeling bad about it if that was your choice. I just knew it wasn't for me. So I walked out and literally I didn't have any hope at that time. I was just like, I'll just do the best I can, go with life, enjoy what I've got left, done. And I didn't do anything. And it wasn't until my family moved to a different state, actually, in a different city for work that a new friend of mine was like, okay, you need to come see my doc. And I went to see a chiropractor, a kinesiologist, for something entirely different. And then he was like, okay, how about if we work on the rest of you? I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. I'm down. So we started working on me and my body started to get better. And it wasn't until I started to see change in my body that hope started to flourish. And I was like, oh my, what if this actually stays? What if the feeling in my hand stays? What if I'm not tripping all the time and dragging my left leg and hanging onto walls all the time? What if I can carry the laundry basket and walk across the floor instead of hanging onto the wall, onto the couch? 
what if I could? That's when hope was really born for me, when I started to see my body change. Your story is so inspirational. And when you tell your story to picture, to be with you in that situation and with your physicality of your body and then to look at you now, today, it's incredible. It's almost miracle-like, this transformation. How long did it take you from that first encounter with someone that would be able to help you potentially uh, change your health to the functionality of where you are now? How long was that journey for you? So it took me about two and a half years for the last symptom, which was if I closed my eyes and I was standing, I would just fall over. <laughs> I couldn't balance. I didn't have the, the ability to stay upright with my eyes closed. I had to have my eyes or touching something. So I knew I was still up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It took about two and a half years for that all to go away. And one of the things I like to lean into is like both my practitioner and myself, neither one of us had expectations that I would completely recover, to be honest, because the nerve damage looked like it was deep enough and long enough. I My first symptom was when I was nine years old. I had MS for a really long time. So we didn't walk into this going, oh, it's all going to be better. It's all going to be amazing. We were like, okay, just support your body and let's just see where it goes. And that is still the same outlook that I share with my clients is let's lean in. Let's support your body. Let's look at what's causing this in your body. Let's address it and let's see what your body does in response. I didn't know I was going to get, I was going to have this. So I'd really love if you could break this down for us then. So you've been through on this huge journey, this huge process, and now you in turn, you help your clients to do the same. So what are the main principles of your process and what was it that made the most transformation within your health? Let me start with what made the most difference in my health. So to be honest, it was opening my mind to the possibility that my body might be able to get better. Because if I wouldn't have let myself believe that, or at least have the option to believe that, I don't think I would have recovered like I I was able to. My mind would have stopped the process. Number two, what I chose to fuel my body with, my food choices were huge, huge. And number three, I was in a really not good marriage at that point. And I started to choose me. I started to choose, I want to be well, as well as I can be. And I need finances. I need time. I need different food. I need time to sleep when I need to sleep. I started to lean into this and really say, okay, what can I do to help me be better and me be well? So when I work with clients, literally, What we do, we have almost three stages. So the first stage is investigative, really leaning into, okay, what is causing this in your body? And it's geared inside that step or that layer 
because we start working on what we see at the very beginning, slowly beginning to make change. So we're walking gently with the body, even while we're doing the investigative piece. So I like to use testing if needed. I like to use symptoms. Our bodies talk always. And if we hear that and understand what our bodies are saying, it's magic. But using symptoms and testing is generally where we go for the investigative. And then we just peel that back. The second layer is really, really leaning in and helping the body recover, doing what we need to to do to support the body. And in this process, we do, yes, all the physiological stuff. We do food. We use food-based supplementation if needed. We use mindset work. We also have a seasoned trauma counselor on staff, if that's a piece for our clients. And then when we're in the third phase, this is the kind of, how do I set my body up to sustain this wellness? So there's my kind of three point, what we do in our work with our clients. Because honestly, the whole idea behind this work is to help our people get well enough that they don't need us anymore. We're a phone call away if something goes crazy, but we want them to be well enough that this is a sustainable life for them. I think so many doors and opportunities for others. Fulfilling work that you're doing. So I'm getting from that, I've written down mindset, food, self-care. I know this, I'm, mm-hmm. There's a lot more to that. I know that there is. That's what I was drawing out. And I'm really interested in talking to you about mindset because, as you know, our audience are women, entrepreneurial women, women in business, Mm -hmm. women founders, women who have a big vision and a mission, women who are aligned to all of us, right, that are in this community. And we're so fortunate, Melissa, to have you as a speaker on our Women Thrive Summit and for you to share your expertise and your experience in so many different ways. But mindset really stands out for me because it takes a certain attitude, I believe, to create something out of nothing, to go from this diagnosis of lifelong difficulties and physical ailments and everything that comes from a diagnosis such as that to you running a business, thriving, and not only that, but helping others create their transformation through your work. So I'd really love to dive into your mind and find out from you, what was it like within your mindset? Was it that you can share with us? that you think really enabled you to be able to step into that different place and switch things around and really step into you thriving, not only in your business, but obviously also in your health. I think the biggest thing for me, and it started back when I started to get better, was can do this. My body can be well. I don't know what it looks like, but I will be as well as possible. This is my intention. And I let that guide my decisions every day, every day. 
I had started a couple businesses earlier in my younger years. And one was doing quite well. And then my body tanked and I literally had to sell it because I couldn't do it. It took everything I had to just keep meals going and raising my kids. And that was it. But I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. It was always inside my heart. So when I started to get better, those dreams started sneaking back up on me. And I was like, okay, what can I do? And initially I thought, what can I do from home? Because if I end up in a wheelchair, I want to still be able to do this work. That's one of the reasons I had to sell my other business. Was it involved physical activity? And I was like, I can't do it anymore. So it was kind of a, not a great outlook for me to say, okay, what can I do now that if everything goes terribly bad, (laughs) I can work from a wheelchair in my home. But then it started to morph into what do I actually want to do as my body started to get sustainably better and I started to trust my body again. I leaned into this work. And so when we're thinking about how to be well and the mindset, so many of like myself, but then other ladies who are entrepreneurs who are doing this work, they have a big vision right here. And they need their body to back them up. We work on switching that from I'm doing this and I need my body to back me up to I am backing my body up so that I can do this. Does that make sense? It does. I'm switching the base from I need my body to do this so I can do what my heart work is to I really am leaning into my body. What does my body need? Who do I need as a person? And as this beautiful unit that I get to be, how do I support this so then I can do my heart work, my heartbeat work? Such a repositioning, right? Just flipping it around. Huge impact. Obviously, it had a huge impact on you and your health. What were you doing differently? Can you maybe share with us some tangible takeaways? If we've got anyone that is listening to this, watching this, which I'm sure that we have, that's maybe suffering from some poor health or maybe something else has happened within their lives. And what can you share with us today that really helped you that maybe we can incorporate into a daily practice or? a way of being or just something tangible that we can take away? So there's a couple things I would like to share. One is lean into the deep knowing right here. And sometimes we have to get quiet and still away from all the noise, including the noise in our head. Just get quiet and still and lean into this deep knowing who we are And what do we need to be our most well? And for some people, it's different things. But leaning into that deeply until you can understand it and then being able to lean into, okay, how can I make this real for me? So it's not something that I started out during early in my, my recovery journey, but I wish I would have. 
is making time for meditation for myself. Leaning in, getting quiet, really letting the, and I'm going to talk from a physiological standpoint, really letting the nervous system go and just rest for a minute. If you can figure out a way to do that for yourself, that can be one of the tools that you can lean into and use to go deep here and really listen and get quiet. Because when you understand what your body needs and you understand even one little bitty thing that you can do, for me, it's, it was mouth stuff. I need saying, I need this. I need because I would never speak what I needed. It was all about my family, everything else, everybody else in my world. I took care of everybody except for me. And I started to lean into that. What do I need? And that may be the very, very first step that you can take to start seeing some movement or create space for a different way to think about how to take care of you. Does that make sense? It completely does. And Melissa, I do think that what you've just shared will apply to so many women that are listening to this. How many of us wear so many different hats? How many of us put others' needs before our own? How many of us really could benefit from listening to your words of advice around really coming back to ourselves and practicing that self-care and actually putting ourselves first, filling our own cup so that we can help others. It's a real trait, I believe. I speak to so many women every day. I'm sure you do as well. And it seems to be a common theme within women that I think a lot of it is to do with how we're raised. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> you know, as to be caring, to be a good mm. girl. Naturally, when mothers were caregivers, and actually that can seem so alien to us, but when we do step into that, that's when we can see these positive changes and impacts in our life. Right? You've you you've losing yourself as a perfect example. You have this lovely, calming influence around you. You have this beautiful aura and very calm energy. I can imagine that when people come and work with you immediately they will find a beautiful, calm, safe space to be able to share and to be able to heal and for you to be able to guide them beautifully through the process. How does that feel now to be able to be in service to others, to help them on that journey? That's why I get up in the morning. It fills my heart to overflowing because this, this work to walk beside women who didn't think they could recover, who have been, some of them, sick for so long. But they have this huge vision, this huge want in their hearts to do something that changes the world and that serves others. To watch them be able to turn around what's happening in their body, begin to trust their body, and their dreams start to come back to life. Are you kidding? That is so amazing. I love it. That's why I do that. I really feel that from you. I can feel it so clearly from you. Melissa, I feel like you've shared with us an incredible journey, not just a journey to wellness, but also a journey to self-love, to self-care. Mm -hmm. 
And I wanted to ask you, in terms of you running a business and all the different elements that you have running a business and, of, of course, managing this illness so beautifully, right? What can you share with all of us, really, in terms of self-care when we're running a business, whether we are in full health or whether there are challenges? What would you say are your like, biggest takeaways from this whole journey in terms of being able to manage yourself and your own health through this mm. entrepreneurial journey and growing your business? Mm, I love that because I'm still learning. <laughs> oh, the day I know everything, the day that's probably the day that I need to quit. <laughs> But the underlying thread of everything is I take care of my body first. So for example, I'll just kind of walk you through what my morning looks like. So get up, give myself about an hour for meditation, have some coffee with my husband and go for a quick walk and then lean into my work. I also have set aside time on Mondays and Fridays that if I need to take a half a day, I can. If my body is going, okay, I love you, Melissa, but I need some rest, I can do that. I worked in a little bit of extra time on Wednesdays too, if I need that. So this spring, my body started to have a little bit of a hiccup and I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? Really leaning in, listening, did some testing, figured out that my thyroid was having a little bit of an issue. So I knew in that moment that I needed to back off, let my body rest, do what I knew I needed to do to support my thyroid, and then I could step back in. So by, Mar by May, I was good to go, but I know that in the moment, I have to listen to my body. I want to listen to my body. It's not a have to. I want to hear what my body needs first because enable to make it so that I can do this work, my body needs to be well, nourished, and thriving. So taking care of me first, taking care of my body first, and then doing what my business needs me to do. Delegation is an amazing thing. That's why we have teams. If you have a team, okay, I'm needing to step back and I need you to step up. Yeah. I love that. And I agree with everything that you're saying. I love the fact that you factor in rest days and that you give yourself permission not to work on those days. And I, I truly believe and support that. I never work on a Friday unless it's absolutely critical. I always give myself that time off and very little work at the towards the end of the month as well. I think that we need to nourish ourselves and to give ourselves the opportunity to step back, to reflect to rest and that for me is just as important as the action exactly right? the, it's the giving mm -hmm. and the receiving and the receiving of that rest so I think that that's a good lesson for anyone yes any entrepreneur <laughs> out there <laughs> yes totally sometimes it's hard because we have this big vision and we have these big goals and we want to do this thing that we're building we want to be and just flourish 
And if you're like me, I get these ideas in my head of where I want to be and when I want to be there. And the closer you get and you're not quite there, you just want to turn on the steam, like really, really turn on the work. And what I've learned is in those moments, and this sounds counterintuitive, but literally to lean back, just let things flow and release that expectation because then I can still hear my body. I can still hear what my body needs. And in that space, I can go, okay, great. We have this goal. We're going to meet it by Friday. We're going to do our very, very best, but it's Wednesday and my body needs a break. So y'all, I'm checking out at two. I'll see you on Thursday. So being able to give your body a minute, even when you're pressing in and working hard towards your goals, not losing the ability to hear what your body needs and listen to it and leaning into that, not with, oh, darn it, my body needs me to do this. No, leaning in with love, going, oh, this is how I can nourish me because I know a nourished me is going to be able to lean into those goals much better. We're not going to be able to run our businesses if we're burnt out sick, right? We need to be around. <laughs> <laughs> around we need to get we need mm-hmm. to pace ourselves yeah. and how amazing is it that we have women in this world like you that are able to remind us of that that it's really caring for ourselves. it's all very well growing a business but are we going to keep hold of it right we can grow 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 a business burn ourselves mm-hmm. out and then that's it done yeah. sustain it so it's really, really important to build these sustainable businesses. And in order to do that, mm-hmm. we need to be in good health. But without health, we've got nothing, right? A health exactly. is so, so important. Love the work that you do. How can people find you? We're going to put the links down below to everything so that Yay. anyone who's listening <laughs> to this find you at any time mm-hmm. in the future. But where do you hang out? What's the best place to find you? So the first place to go would be our website. It is Sagebrush Wellness, all one word, spelled just like it sounds, sagebrushwellness.com. We're also on Facebook at Sagebrush Wellness. We're on Instagram as Sagebrush Wellness. We're in LinkedIn as Sagebrush Wellness. We're on YouTube. We have a whole channel. Oh my gosh, you guys. There are so many trainings on there and free classes. Lean in. We're at Sagebrush Wellness on YouTube as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. So much appreciate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for this conversation. Welcome. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for watching us. Be sure to catch the amazing Melissa on our Women Thrive summit dependent on when you're listening to this it's either coming up in march 2024 or if you're listening to us in the future hello i hope the future is bright and you can always catch the replay and be sure to follow melissa on their social media platforms and um, on uh, the website and you know we are so proud of our speakers and wonderful community of women that is growing here within Women Thrive. 
We'd love to know your feedback, your comments. What were your major takeaways from our conversation today? Listening to Melissa sharing her story, what would you do differently? How are you going to practice self-care and put yourself first as you're growing your business? Uh, Let us be your accountability partners. Either reach out to us at Women Thrive or reach out to Melissa herself because we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what your main takeaways and learns have been from this podcast. Melissa, thank you so much again and be sure Mm. to tune into our next episode of the Women Thrive podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.